Hey folks, thanks for joining us with the Mind Reach podcast. Today have Claire Davis with us, who is a, a psychotherapist and a marriage and family therapist with the uh, Fr- Family and Friends Counseling Center in Dalton. Claire, thanks so much for, uh, for your time here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Can you give us just a little bit of background on you, um, I guess, educational background, and then how did you get into the work you're doing today? Yeah, so um, I did my master's in marriage and family therapy at Lee University. And um, since then, I've been in private practice at Family and Friends. Um, and then I started my doctorate a, a few years ago. So I'm three years into my doctorate. Um, and uh, that is in mind-body medicine, specializing in integrative mental health. So I should be done with that hopefully in the next year. Or so I'm about to start my dissertation. Um, and then did you have another part to the question? Yeah. How did you, how did you get into this? Where, what, what kind of led you yeah. into it? Was there a story or were you just naturally drawn to it or? Yeah, so um, I did what a lot of people do in college, where I was trying to figure out what do I want to major in? What do I want to do with my life? Um, and I heard the very common prompt of, well, what are you passionate about? Follow your passions. Um, and I pondered that for a while, because sometimes it's hard to know what am I passionate about? Um, and I landed on, um, I'm really, really passionate about living a full, healthy, meaningful, fulfilling life. Um, And from that, I am very passionate about helping other people to live a full and meaningful and healthy um, and fulfilling life. So that is what has led me into um, psychotherapy and into integrative medicine um, and the combining of those things. Is that what keeps you in this field as well? Or how to, because it's one thing to say, oh, well, I want to help people do that. But then day to day, you get into it. and Yeah. So um, it is what keeps me into it, which is convenient. Um, I, I wanted to be able to do that for people. And through my work, um, I see people completely change their lives. Um, and it's amazing to get to witness. Um, I apply all of the things to myself as well. And I am able to live a life that I really, really love. Um, So that is motivating as well, I guess, on the days where uh, maybe I don't see change as quickly for other people um, because, I mean, it's a day-to-day thing. So it's not always super fast. Um, But over time, it's amazing to witness the changes that people make in their lives. Um, and they can really transform their, their relationships, their marriages, their relationship with their kids, um, just their health overall. So that is what keeps me in it. We're, we're talking today mostly about uh, self-empowerment, positive self-talk, and really you know, creating that full and meaningful and healthy life that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, are there are there any particular challenges that you see for us as a society at large or with the, the people you work with that stand out? Yeah, as far as um, things that get in the way of our ability to kind of feel empowered. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there are a lot of them, but uh, the one the one that particularly sticks out um, would probably be our capacity for uh, criticism, um, particularly of ourselves. Um, 
we are often very, very good at noticing everything that we think is wrong with us. And one of the reasons for that is because we are surrounded all of the time by messages that are communicating to us that we are not enough in some way. Um, we are, we have advertisements, we have social media, we have programs that are saying that we are not smart enough, we're not attractive enough, we are not courageous enough, we're not strong enough, we're not whatever, um, but that we're not enough. And that really, really gets in the way of us feeling like we are um, empowered or worthy. Uh, and we're constantly told that if we do blank, if we do X, Y, Z, then we will finally be blank X, Y, Z enough and we will finally be worthy. Um, so yeah, we are inundated with these messages all of the time and we internalize them and then we tell ourselves these messages all of the time. How, a little bit of an explanation here after the, the question, but how can we keep ourselves from internalizing those questions? Because I think of uh, like an advertisement for a gym, mm. let's say, mm -hmm. where I can see that there's a distinction between um, pointing out, hey, if you want to be in better shape or more fit or be able to train for an event or something, mm -hmm. um, you need to work with us. You need to come in here. But that doesn't change your value as a human, right. whether or not you work with us. So how can you make that distinction or help people understand that difference? Yeah, that's such a good question. So I truly believe in being a critical thinker um, just all the time and really um, critically thinking about the messages that we receive, uh, where they're coming from, who is saying them, and what their intent is behind saying what they're saying. So um, if I am constantly getting the message that I am not fit enough, but it's because I'm trying to complete a triathlon <laughs> and, my, and I'm getting this message from my trainer who I trust and has always had my best interest at heart, and my trainer doesn't want me to pass out in the middle of a bike ride, um, then maybe I trust my trainer more than the social media post um, that is showing all these pictures of how uh, people are supposed to look. Um, and they are telling me that I'm not fit enough. Like, what is their motivation? Are they trying to sell me something? Um, are they trying you know, to, to make money off of their program? Um, are there's just so many, so many different motivations as to why they could be giving that message. Um, so I think that being able to question who is telling me this, why are they telling me this? And do I trust them <laughs> um, is really helpful in being able to differentiate between potentially helpful messages and potentially damaging messages. It's really interesting. You bring out trust there because I, I work in marketing and the people listening to this do not care about that. But something I often think about is anyone online is just given trust. Mm. You, you see someone say something or, you know, a social media post like you're talking about, or you see an online review mm -hmm. um, or any stranger makes a comment about something and you, we naturally or instinctively say, oh, well, this person, whoever they are, mm -hmm. said this thing, it must be true. And mm -hmm. I find that fascinating. And how do you, how can you combat that or make yourself, or I, I guess, think critically enough that mm -hmm. that no longer becomes the reaction? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, and again, I do think that there is this idea of um, really like questioning the source um, and their intention. As far as like random strangers off the street or random people online and things like that, that that happens a lot. We do have a, a tendency to um, question this random person I've never met before. They told me this thing. Um, should I believe them? And we do have that tendency. Um, and I, there might be a, I don't know, there might be a better and more sophisticated answer to that than this, but I think that there's a certain level of um, valuing our opinion just as much as we value other people's opinions uh, that can just be very helpful in life. Um, maybe asking, being able to ask ourselves what, what makes this person's opinion more valid than mine. Um, kind of, it, again, it's a little bit of uh, questioning people's credentials. This is a random person off of the street um, or a random person on the internet. Um, why do I trust them more than I trust myself? And I think sometimes that's a complicated answer for us, but I think it's a question that's worth answering because um, I think a lot of the time our opinion of ourselves is just as valid as other people's and possibly more so because we know more about ourselves than other people do. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of just off the top of my head, kind of what I would maybe think about that. Yeah. And that goes into, well, into another question I had for you, which is <clears throat> what are some ways that we can practice positive self-talk or so we're going from yeah. you know, these messages that we're getting or saying, you know, you're not enough in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, going through, Hey, I need to, to look at my, I need to value my opinion as much as, or more than I might value someone else's. Mm -hmm. Um, but then often there's the, the reverse of that is actually what happens where we don't value ours enough. We, you know, someone says something that goes against our thoughts. So we put ourselves down. Yeah. Anyway, how can we kind of turn that tide around and use those as opportunities to say good things about ourselves to ourselves? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, there are a lot of different methods for practicing kind of positive self-talk. Um, so there's a differentiation between, so self-talk is how we talk to ourselves. Negative self-talk would be us beating ourselves up, um, criticizing ourselves a whole lot. And then positive self-talk is being really nice to ourselves. <laughs> um, and a myriad of ways to do that. Um, one way that it can be kind of a handy trick uh, if self-talk is not something um, that one has a whole lot of practice doing uh, is to try using things like mantras and mantras are just very short phrases or words that serve as just a kind of ready-made grab-and-go kind of internal resource um, to remind myself that uh, oh, maybe I'm not the worst. <laughs> so it could be something um, like, uh, you know, when I'm doubting myself at work or somebody has said something about um, the way that I did something or the way that I look or, or whatever, um, I can pull out a mantra that I already have kind of pre-made and maybe it's something like I, I, am, I am smart or I am worthy or I am good enough. It could also be just like one word. Sometimes one word is a better reminder. Um, it could be something like, 
uh, peace or kindness, maybe just saying the word to myself, kindness reminds me that um, I'm trying really hard to be nicer to myself. <laughs> I'm trying to be kind to myself. The kindness I extend to others, I also want to extend to myself. So maybe that just one word is enough to kind of trigger um, a reminder to myself that, oh, I actually, maybe I'm gonna be nice to myself in this moment and not criticize or not believe everything that this unkind maybe person has said. Um, so that is one way. Um, I, before I start getting into a whole bunch of others, I do have a few others I could talk about. So, yeah, go for it. So um, another, another really great um, kind of method for practicing good, positive, healthy self-talk um, is a, a method that I kind of uh, take from uh, Kristen Neff. She is a researcher on self-compassion. Um, and she has lots of really, really great resources. Uh, she does have books, but she has a lot of stuff on, online as well. Um, and so practicing self-compassion, um, it's just an excellent life skill. And I think it's a great way to practice self-talk as well. It's uh, reminding ourselves that um, you know, our experience is normal. Everybody experiences criticism sometimes. Everybody criticizes, criticizes themselves sometimes. Um, maybe often, <laughs> depending. Um, and everybody feels like they're not good enough sometimes. Like this is a common experience. And just because I feel like I'm not good enough doesn't necessarily mean that I am not good enough. Um, it just means I feel like I am. And a lot of people feel that way. And um, then being able to give myself kindness in those moments where I am feeling bad or I'm struggling. Um, just like I would maybe give my best friend or my child or my partner or a loved one kindness when they were feeling really bad or struggling or, or beating themselves up. Um, so practicing the self-compassion. Um, another, another thing that I think can often be helpful, um, especially for those of us who can get kind of stuck in the logic hamster wheel where we will, um, you know, question whether I did something well enough or um, this person said this thing about me and I don't know if it's true or not. Is it true? Well, it could be true for these reasons. It might be untrue for these, but it could also be true. We're very creative and we're very smart. So we can trick ourselves into thinking we're the worst. <laughs> so um, just bypassing that system entirely Instead of questioning, is this thought, is this feeling true or not? Am I actually these things? Instead, being able to ask ourselves, is this helpful or not? Is it helpful for me to think about how I did all of these things wrong the other day? Or is it helpful to question whether I chose to wear the right thing um, to this event? Or is it helpful to... And often the, the answer is no. Often us doing that just makes our, us feel bad and then detracts from our quality of life or our ability to uh, do things to the fullest extent. So um, that asking, like, is this helpful or not, is more helpful um, than is this true or not. And then, you know, switching it for something that is more helpful. So instead of questioning all the things I did yesterday. I can say, well, I did those things yesterday. 
Um, and I am hoping it all ends up fine. Um, and I'm doing my best today. And I probably did my best yesterday too. Um, so being able to replace those things with more helpful thoughts. Um, yeah, so, so overall, or for three things there is, is mm -hmm. use a mantra or mm -hmm. kind of a keyword for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, give yourself kindness, self-compassion. Mm -hmm. Everyone has moments like this. It's okay. Mm -hmm. um, and then skipping that, that logic hamster wheel, being intentional to say or to ask, is it helpful that I'm thinking about these things or focus on these things? And if not, yeah. let me find something to replace those thoughts with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause, um, yeah, the positive self-talk I think is not, uh, it's not as, it's not as hard to think about like the positive self-talk, I guess, phrases, like saying, it's basically just saying nice things to yourself the way you would say them to everyone, everyone. Like I am good enough. I am smart. I am, you know, whatever. Um, that part is not quite so tricky as the, but how do I actually do it? How do I remember to do it? How do I, so the, the mantra, the practicing self-compassion and the, the kind of like, the, yeah, the logic bypass <laughs> are, are ways to kind of help to remind myself or to um, make it easier to actually implement those nice things um, to say to myself. So, yeah. If you happen to get stuck, for instance, in a, a that logic loop or something, some some similar pattern where you find yourself putting yourself down or overanalyzing, critiquing yourself. Um, it can feel lonely in that you can't, even though you're not the only one going through it, you can feel like you are. Yeah. What can, what can others, you know, so like you and I are, you know, people in general do to help others who we see are, are dealing with a lot of negative self-talk, a lot of that self-doubt criticism to mm. help empower them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, again, I have several thoughts about that. Um, you know, one of the first maybe obvious, uh, the, the most obvious answer to that perhaps would be um, to lift each other up, to, to be kind uh, to each other when we notice that somebody is struggling. Or if we imagine that somebody might be struggling, um, to maybe give them what they can't give themselves at that moment. Um, to give them kind words to remind them that um, they're, they're actually pre pretty great for these reasons um, to remind them that you do, that I do believe in you, all of those things. Um, because sometimes it's very hard for us to practice positive self-talk because we don't have those positive messages from other people externally for us to absorb and then to give to ourselves. So um, being able to give that to other people helps them to be able to do it for themselves a little bit more easily. Um, so that is the first thing that maybe comes to mind is the classic build each other up um, kind of idea. Um, I think too, as far as kind of spreading this idea of positive self-talk and empowerment, um, starting with ourselves really is powerful and effective um, because we we notice what other people are doing around us and we very easily can absorb what other people are doing around or around us so um 
we're, we're constantly surrounded by witnesses, whether that's our coworkers, our friends, our kids, um, our partners, um, people are watching us. And sometimes people who are looking up to us or think well of us are watching us. And um, if we are constantly beating ourselves up or tearing ourselves down um, or criticizing ourselves, especially out loud, <laughs> like people notice that. Um, there's a very, I guess, kind of classic example of, um, or a typical example, because it happens so often, of, um, you know, moms, uh, women have a tendency to, you know, be very critical of appearance. Men, men can also be critical of their own appearance too. Um, so uh, that's a thing as well. But uh, there's you know, this very typical, like, uh, women can be very critical of their parents and very verbally out loud critical of their parents. So um, kids notice that they notice when mom says, Oh, this dress makes me look blank, or I can't wear these jeans because I look blank or my hair looks today or like kids will notice that. And then they'll start to question for themselves. Well, do I need to question if I am good enough or look good enough or I'm ugly or because maybe I look very similar to my mom. Maybe I need to also hate how I look. Maybe so, and that's just an example that happens with friends, coworkers, partner, like all all over the place, all of the time. So, um, being able to be nice to ourselves and to um, feel like we are good enough and to exude that, um, it can be contagious. The good can be just as contagious as the bad. So being able to like practice that really good self-talk, building myself up, uh, maybe helps encourage other people. Well, this person thinks that they're good enough. And so maybe I can also think that I am good enough kind of thing. And what I'll take away from that is, or to try to summarize it is if you really want to help others help yourself first. It does help. Yeah. It's the, uh, Again, classic idea of when you're in the airplane, you put the, the mask on yourself because if you are suffocating, you cannot help put the mask on the person next to you. So absolutely. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And then so I, I want to make sure, sorry to wrap up here, but I want to make sure we don't miss anything really important. So uh, help yourself first or help yourself so that you can help others. Yeah. Um, if you need help with positive self-talk throughout the day, find some mantras that can help you. Um, it's kind of a reminder so that mm -hmm. whenever you find yourself in a situation, you can have that trigger to say, Oh no, I need to do or think about this instead. Um, be sure to value your own opinion as much or more as you value others' opinions. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably missing a couple, but is there anything else that you, you definitely want listeners to, uh, to take away? Hmm. Um, I think, um, again, this idea of translating this positive self-talk into practice can be kind of tricky. One of the biggest things is like remembering to do it um, just in our day-to-day -day life, especially we're in the habit of being very critical of ourselves. It can be hard to remember to be nice to ourselves. So I think having a tangible reminder can sometimes be very helpful for that. Um, so that could be something like changing the background or wallpaper on your phone that maybe uh, has a quote um, or that word from your mantra. 
um, or maybe even a picture that you associate with that mantra. Um, and having that as the picture or the background on your phone. Um, uh, for some people having a piece of jewelry, usually like a ring or a bracelet will work well because you can see your hands a lot more easily than you can see like a necklace or something. Um, sometimes that's a really great reminder. Um, so like if you wanna have a bracelet that says kindness or self-compassion or maybe like a ring that has like a heart on it reminds me that I'm supposed to be being kind to myself. You know, things like that. It could be literally anything, whatever's meaningful for you. Um, but I think that having those tangible reminders can be really great. Some people use post-it notes and put them all over their car <laughs> or on their desk or um, literally could be anything that sometimes a visual reminder can help make it a, make it a new habit. Well, Claire Davis, thank you so much for your, your time and advice here. Yeah. Thank you again so much for having me.